from the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Just to, to put a bow on the uniform conversation, because I do not like the all-orange helmets of the Bears. I'm fine with the tops. All-orange helmets, put a stripe down it. Just, just stripe it. That's all I'm asking. Theo's all in because he loves orange, and Love I get orange, it. Orange yeah. is a good, it's a good color. It's a good color. I grew up an Illinois football fan. That's all orange. But it works because there's a stripe. Need a stripe. When in doubt, stripe it. Uh, uniforms in the NFL that never needed to change, the Denver Broncos. Still can't believe they're rocking that thing. When they moved from the, the big orange D with the, the horse in the middle, Tough. that's a great uniform. Never should have changed. Yeah. Ever, 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 ever. Um. I mean, that's probably the biggest example I can think of. I've always thought the Texans are fine. The Packers is iconic. The Lions didn't have to go the the chunky lion route. They could have stayed the same and been yeah. fine. Yeah. But they again, it's like you said, sales. Yeah, you gotta you you kinda have to a little bit, especially if you're not a franchise like the Cowboys that sells itself, you know? You have to do some quirky things here and there to, to, to make a little bit more on the margin. But why do we have to make them all look the like these futuristic, nonsensical... Like the, the Jaguars are one of the biggest defenders of that. Oregon Their old-school teal uniforms look great. Oregon started it, uh, which I think... Uh, was it Christian Cat that brought that up? It, Oregon started it, and yeah. then after that, when NFL teams started buying in on it, it was a wave. It was a wave, and it, it actually did really well early on, but sometimes there's swings and hits, and sometimes there's misses. Patriots, you never should have changed it. Ever, ever, ever. Should have never, ever changed the uniform. Uh, Jets, this ain't it. It makes the throwback, it makes when they wear the throwbacks, though, that much more special. It makes it that much more cool. Like, I would be totally fine if the Dolphins just went back to the throwbacks all the time. That should be their number be nice. one uniform because those are tight. And uh, Phil and Wellington called during the break, and he said that when the Dolphins wear all teal or wear all aqua, it looks like a onesie. And he's right. I, I don't like all one-color uniforms, and uh, Silent Assassin Christian said, uh, unless it's all black, and he's right. I think all black is like a celebratory uniform is a little overdone, but if it's part of your normal uniform scheme like the Ravens, then yeah, it works. Yeah. It's slick. With the Ravens, with that, with the, with the touch of purple, with the all black, it's just, it's, 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 it's actually kind of intimidating. I think the Saints pull it off, too. The yeah. Saints pull off the all blacks, too. E- the Eagles have all all black. Yeah, but like, too. where are your green tops? And yeah. and like the Eagles were another team that didn't, and it was subtle, but they didn't need to change their uniforms. Go back to the Randall Cunningham Eagles look. That was a better Ooh. look. It was a little more green, a little more simple. Yes, and that's good stuff right there. That's a nice shade of green. That's good stuff right there. But do they ever go back to those throwbacks? I can't think of the last time I saw the Eagles actually. I'm sure they rock have, em. but oh. again, like it never needed to change. Yeah. It never needed to change. Seven. Know. I'm picky. I'll oh, with Vic, with Vic. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. They did. Back, they went with Michael Vick. Yeah. They went back. Yeah, I remember seeing them recently, but I can't remember to recall the time, and it does feel like it was that long ago. So, yeah. I don't know, man. We're talking about uniforms here. That's how bad the Thursday Night Football game was. No, I know. So, I'm still mad at Amazon Prime Video, Jeff Bezos. I'm not sure who I should call, but the fact that now, again, these past two weeks we've had absolute crap, and what we're looking forward to next Thursday is literally Cardinals-Saints. I just... 
I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for it. I don't, I don't like it. I'm well, what happy. we've established is we appreciate uniforms that are sleek and stylish, <laughs> just like a Kia automobile. A there Greenway we go. Kia West Palm Beach, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach.com, Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. It's Greenway Kia. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. Speaking of stylish, speaking of slick, that blue Kia K5 GT zipping through South Florida. Can't beat it. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, where they have a credit clinic on site. Do not be afraid. If you think your credit is too bad to buy an automobile, uh uh-uh, suck it up, walk into Greenway Kia West Palm Beach and say, I'd like a Kia, how can I be helped? You don't have to hide it, you don't have to be all timid, you're not going to be judged, that's why the bankrupts are there, that's why the credit clinic is there at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, to address those issues, you're not going to get laughed at, you're not going to get shunned, some places in Palm Beach County absolutely would kick you out the door, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is saying, no, 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 sit down, let's, let's work through this, let's get you off the lot with a new Kia. And that's what you're looking for. That's the type of customer service you want. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach.com. That's Greenway Kia, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Military Trail, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Theo, your four and one teams in the NFL going into this weekend. Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, Giants, Vikings. Okay? Bills and Chiefs are playing one another. Cowboys are at the Eagles. You have the Giants. And the Vikings are down here against the Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. Rank the four and one teams. The five four and one teams. One through five. Number one best. Five being the lowest of the best in that discussion. Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, Giants, Vikings. How are you ranking them? I got to go Giants last just because the lack of talent on their roster. I know the coaching has been good. I know top to down it looks good every single Sunday. They go out there and they compete. But talent-wise, I just think at a, at a certain point, you know, that can fall off and I wouldn't be as surprised. So Giants last, slightly above them, but also fighting for last place is the Vikings, which, okay. which I think is going to fall off in a, in a big the way. The leaders in the NFC North, who <laughs> I would argue are better, are a more complete team than the Packers are. They are, but that's not saying much right now. Now, the Packers and the Vikings, we were talking about contenders, almost their contenders. We do consider both of them contenders, yeah. right? Yeah, they have to be. The Vikings, by default, because it looks like they're going to run away with the NFC North. And, and when the you Packers, win your division, because of Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. When yeah. you have the back-to-back MVP, you have to be a contender. When do we stop having, though, the, oh, but they have Aaron Rodgers' conversation if he's going to play the way that he has, or the receivers are going to be as underwhelming as they are? I think it. the difference is, though, he's still, it's not like he's been bad. Like, he's been a little lackadaisical, that, and mean, his receivers have dropped balls that they could have caught, and they would, the, the final outcomes would look a lot better. Those you know? final two plays, and again, I, I want to make sure I'm giving the Giants' defense credit Sunday in London, but those final two plays from Aaron Rodgers were jaw-droppingly uh, just sort of passive. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know the last time I've seen that. I mean, when Stone is turning his back on Aaron Rodgers saying, I can't believe how lackadaisical he was. That means something to me because Stone will defend Aaron Rodgers to the ends of the earth for anything. Mm. That that carries cachet with me. I couldn't believe that. I, I was shocked as well, but also it, it helps when, I mean, those two plays stood out. They were really bad. They were a sore thumb. Aaron Rodgers, are we counting on him continuously being that bad? Like, 
he he has not no, even been that bad no, before that. But I'm so. saying, what if it continues? What if it does continue and they can't figure it out? Well, then they're not going to be good because as much talent as they have on defense, for some reason, they're not that good of a defensive unit, right? And then offensively, if you're going to be running your offense through Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon with you know a fingers-crossed hope of Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs catching a damn ball when they're wide open, like... That's going to be a tough out. Like that's going to be a bad out every single time. At least their special teams is good this year. So of the four and one teams, one through five, we're ranking them. The Giants are five. The Vikings are four. So now that leaves you with the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. That is so tough. That is that is actually. And keep in mind, four and one Cowboys are going up against the only undefeated team, the yeah. Eagles. We're going to learn a lot. Obviously, those three teams are, are playing in. Primetime pressure pack games. I'm sure the uh, Chiefs Bills is America's game of the week, so we'll all get that. 425. Um, yep. And then we CBS. have and Sunday then night. Sunday football. night is the Cowboys and the Eagles. Whew. Man, the schedule makers, they, they win again. It's good. They win again. I, I do you. I got to go Chiefs number one. Chiefs I mean, number. Oh, uh, yeah. That's your, those are your boys. I have to. And it's, that's by default. Because the line is so thin right now between those three teams, I'm just going to go my favorite team, number one. Uh, Bills. I got to go Bills two, Cowboys three. Yeah. But having the Cowboys third after how dominant they've shown us to be with that their backup is quarterback. all world, and then Cooper Rush is just fine, which yeah. is all he needs to be. And then we're talking about having Dak inserted into that within the next couple of weeks. Micah Parsons, like Jupiter Joe said, is maybe the best player in the NFL right I now. I can't remember the last time I've been so excited about watching a team's defense play. Yeah. I, I legitimately tuned in. To Cowboys Rams last Sunday, saying to myself, I can't wait to see what the Cowboys do. Like, yeah. And I'm not talking about Cooper Rush. I'm talking about rushing the passer. <laughs> like they are they're deadly every single play. Like it's an exciting defense to watch. I like the Cowboys more watching them when the defense is on the field. The the record um in the NFL for multi sack games, uh Reggie White with eight. Michael Parsons has three already. And we're going into week six. And it's 17-week season now, or at least 17 games played. He's probably going to break that record if he continues at this pace. And he also has been doing it kind of hurt. Right. Like with, a, with, a, with right. a hurt groin right now. So they're scary. The Cowboys are scary. So you have Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Giants, that order, four and one teams. And you know what? I agree with you on that. I feel confident in that. But as I said, when it comes to the Giants, if they can beat the Ravens, I'm ready to bring them from almost there on the periphery of contending to contender. Next week, yeah, because then you can't deny it. Five and one is five and one, and they finally have a resume where I feel all right. Well, they can match up, especially in the NFC, if they if they have that belief. If they can that beat execution. the Ravens, yeah, that, that's just such a big hill to climb for a team like that because the talent disparity in that game is just. And they're coming from London, so they had to readjust themselves. Yeah, and you go up against Lamar, who is unlike anything they faced this year. That yeah. defense. I mean, this is uh, it's again. This is this weekend in the NFL. I know we just suffered through Thursday, but that was like the the vegetables. You know what I'm saying? We had to eat our vegetables on Thursday night. We got through it. We survived. This weekend, we're gonna learn a lot about the NFL. Uh, not just with the Packers Jets game, because the, again, the Jets nobody's brought them up yet today. I mean, there's a reason for that because I know, they're but, frauds. But come on, but I know they're frauds. But I'm just saying they have they, they have, have a real shot this week. They've weekend. beaten Skylar Thompson. Yes. Okay. They've beaten Mitch Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett. And then Jacoby Brissett. And they beat Jacoby Brissett. Well, really, the Browns like, beat themselves in that Yeah, game. I, I'm not – I do the, the Jets have nice pieces? Yes. 
Are they almost there? Nah. They're not almost there, but they, but mm. as bad as the Packers have looked, and we've we just saw Aaron Rodgers go to overtime with Bailey Zappi slash Brian Hoyer. We just saw him lose in London to Daniel Jones, and now he's going to be back at home again. That overtime game with Bailey Zappi was at Lambeau, so now he's back at Lambeau on again coming back from London, coming back from disappointment, going up against the Jets team that has been keeping receipts. Robert Sala, Ugh. come on! I just I'm so annoyed that they're even in any conversation about competence. They have a real shot. Like, I'm not – I don't believe they'll Keeping beat the Packers. Receipts. It's just such a clown show. But Sauce Gardner is damn good. He's good. And those receivers for the Packers are bad. And I just – all I'm saying, they have a puncher's chance to win at Lambeau. And if the Jets win at Lambeau, we have to put them in discussion for at least almost there. They'll be 4-2 and two coming off a win at Lambeau Field. It's not going to happen, but it has a, it's a shot. It's a shot. Ernesto is in Boynton. Hey, Ernesto. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I agree on that list with you, Theo. Almost, uh, yeah, I got your team as one because that, that was a blip. That was a blip that was on their record. Everything else falls right almost in the same place. What was that? What was your list? It was that five. Well, your, one, your one is Chiefs. Kansas City, yeah. Buffalo. Say it again, right? Yeah, Buffalo, Chiefs, Bills, then, uh, Cowboys, and then we have uh, Vikings, Giants. No, I'll, that's what I'll switch. Mm. I'll switch that middle part. You're three and four. I'll switch. I'll put I'll put Cowboys four, Giants five, and Vikings three. Wow. So you only think the Vikings are better than because, the Cowboys? Uh, okay, no. Offensively, not defensively. And I, I don't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, okay. I, let's, let's get off this Micah Hyde kind of train, all right? Look, there was only one LT, people. And stop referring to him as being the next LT. There will never be another LT. There will be a Micah Hyde. Hopefully, right, unlike guys, LT, Micah, Pice, uh, Micah Parsons stays out of the hotels. <laughs> exactly. Stay out of hotels and stay out, stay out of those white lines. <laughs> but, oh um, you know, you know, if he if he does his you know his thing right, he will be in the you know Hall of Fame, and he'll be mentioned as the greatest. You understand? But this guy is great. Let's just hope that his career is healthy and that the you know the Cowboys don't you know don't mess this up. I mean, right now you know they do have everything. I don't, I don't believe I'm saying this on record. Guys, have me on tape. Don't ever play this again. I'm actually giving him comp, but um. They have almost everything in place except for really Dak right now being injured. And then now this guy who they really grabbed, you know, bagging groceries and, uh, you know, and then they put him in and, and he's riding the ship. And, yo, not for nothing, but you're – I forgot to say, Theo, your guy, your guy did have a, a, a kind of a Al moment, an Al Bundy moment, and did like a poke high moment, and he did score four touchdowns because that is kind of amazing. Oh, Travis Kelsey in one game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bro. He did. He had yeah, the dog. ultimate Pokai moment, man. That was that was a video game moment, man. But yeah, guys, that's uh, I'll go with that top five. Yeah, I agree. I and, uh, how about that, those yeah. Giants? Even 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 the Giants can. Yeah, I can't even give them comp. We're no. lucky. We got coached up. You should. No, you should. Absolutely. I'm being honest, guys. Yeah. I'm a fan. I, I I'll be there. I'm a fan. But I'm being honest. We don't have a. We don't have. The quarterback, we had a managing quarterback. That's like fine. I said before, he doesn't throw it away. He hasn't got any interceptions, guys. It's on record right now. Yep. He doesn't have any well, interceptions. And, oh, yeah, there you go. I just said it right now. And no forced fumbles. Oh, there's another there's one this another weekend. One. Um, uh, so, guys, have a good one, man. I'll listen to you and uh, see you on Monday. All right, Ernesto. Appreciate you. Uh, the, the Giants, listen. 
If you're saying, oh, we have a managing quarterback, that's fine. Yeah. Daniel Jones isn't your long-term option. This is what Brian Dable's doing with Daniel Jones. Yeah. Think about when you upgrade at that position. It, it is uh, it's kind of the tell of a good coach right now in the NFL when you're able to win with a average or a game-managing quarterback. Kevin Stefanski did it with um, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, um, and that's why you see Matt Rule on the outs with Carolina. He wasn't able to figure that part out, even though Baker wasn't giving him any help. Uh, what's his name with the uh, 49ers? I almost said Matt LaFleur, but he has a two-time MVP. Kyle with the Shanahan. 49ers, Kyle Shanahan winning with Jimmy Garoppolo. And right now, Brian Dable showing us he could be that next guy that's maximizing guys around um, Daniel Jones and maximizing him himself and winning games. So I don't know, man. This is a uh, – I know Giants fans are trying to, like, temper their expectations. They're somewhat – it's weird because – you know, Knicks fans and Giants fans have a lot of crossover, right? Those are a lot of the same guys. Yeah. They seem to be more, like, blindly optimistic about the Knicks. Right. And then they, they, they cover and cautious themselves with the Giants, who have actually won Super Bowls which, in their lifetime. Yeah, which doesn't make any Please. sense. Because the Knicks, no matter what, will always be an abject disaster. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of New York, the Yankees just took a 2 nothing lead. Bottom of the first, Giancarlo Stanton, opposite field, two-run homer off of Shane Bieber. So the Yankees are on top of the Guardians, 2 nothing in the Bronx. Already one game to none in favor baseball, of the Yankees in that best of five. But Ken, hmm. baseball playing postseason games at 1 o'clock. On a Friday. No, it was rescheduled. It was supposed to be last night. Okay, this was the one of the rain out. Yeah, this ones. was a rain. Okay, out. I was about to, like, come on. But you I like afternoon baseball. I like afternoon baseball. It's just like people wondering why in God's name are Bills and Chiefs at 425 and not in prime time. Want to know why that's good for me? Because I can't keep my ass awake past 9 o'clock. Yeah. I'm glad that game's at 425. Give me more of that. I don't want prime time. I don't want under the lights. That sucks. I want stuff in the middle of the afternoon. I'm not watching Yankees-Guardians tonight if it starts at 8 o'clock Eastern time, but I'm watching it right now. Want to know why? Because it's 1.30 and it's on. That's true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Also, I'm a big fan of where they put the Chiefs at this week as well because I don't think I wanted to watch uh, – Arizona and Seattle or Carolina and Los Angeles. Um, no. So we get to just lock in on the game of the week, which yeah. is Chiefs-Bills. Uh, by the way, uh, Robert Rosselli, who is the marketing director at FAU, he is a big Philadelphia guy. Uh, he messages the Eagles own Midnight Green, the only team with that color. So Midnight Green, we were talking about the Eagles uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that Midnight Green. It's a darker shade of green. Um, but... I, I did some research after that, and by the way, Robert, uh, who is awesome, great at what he does, and getting ready for FAU Rice, homecoming at FAU, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock is the kickoff, 866-FAU-ALS, FAUtickets.com. Get out there, 866-FAU-ALS, FAUtickets.com. It's an altercation between FAU and Rice. Hmm. How did do you feel just, about that? I just came up with that. Was that just now? Stone hated it. Um, I, I brainstormed it. I like altercation. Would you give that... He liked Battle actually, of the Beaks, but that could be like UTSA, the Roadrunners. Yeah. That could be a Battle of the Beak. I like it. Honestly. The altercation. It's the who's who ah, that's of college good. football. I um um yeah. I called it Hoot Hate. Okay. Or Ho- as well. I, I, I'm, that's not bad, actually. I like your first one though. An altercation. An altercation. That's like a nice hashtag. Yeah, when they go to when they both go to the American next year in temples there, I'm going to have to refine oh, wow. it a little bit. There's another There's going to be yeah, there's a trifecta of owls in the American How starting in the world do we get 3 owls in one conference? I don't it's know. not a popular nickname. And then Kennesaw State's going to Conference USA. Wow. To replace FAU. Wow. Yeah. 
Lose three, uh, lose two walls, gain one. That's what Conference USA is doing next year. It's like a bird in the hand, two in a bush. Bird, get it, Al. Yeah, yeah, I, that works. I'm, I'm getting better. That at was this. really good. My animal metaphors and 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 things, they're, they're only growing as my time here on Ken Levick Alive grows. I am really impressed today. You are sharp of mind. <laughs> um, but back to why I I, I bring up uh, Robert saying that the Eagles own Midnight Green. I don't like that green, though. I think the Randall Cunningham era green was better, and I did some research on that, and it's Carmichael Kelly green. Ooh. Carmichael Kelly green was the former green that the Eagles used, and I just think it looks more green. I like it better. (laughs) Okay. That was... That was extremely intelligent. We went from these high-level metaphors to Mm -hmm. that green looks more More green. Green. Kind of like earlier when the guy was like, yeah, if we if we can get the Saints to just stop people from scoring mm-hmm. and then and score, score more, more then they're going to start winning football games. That's right. Like That's all, right. all you need. You know what, though? That type of analysis would absolutely get that man a national radio show at ESPN. Or at least Booger McFarland's old job. At- <laughs> Yeah, we said that, Booger. <laughs> Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we return, my gift to Theo. It is LeBron related, and I think he's going to love it. Mm. Stick around, will you? That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, yeah, it's RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl season. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl in December, but we're looking for our national anthem singer. RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl Idol, presented by the city of Boca Raton, is rescheduled and on the way. It's coming up Friday, October 21st. That's next Friday. It's coming up. Five finalists are going to take the stage of the Boca Raton Marriott at 6 p.m. to determine who's going to sing the national anthem at this year's RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl Idol. The competition is next Friday, 6 o'clock at the Boca Marriott. Purchase your tickets now at spiritofgivingnetwork.com. That's spiritofgivingnetwork.com. 6 o'clock next Friday, Boca Marriott. Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl Idol as we find our next national anthem singer. Let's go to a baseball edition of the EDS Air Conditioning Coolest Moment of the Week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. If you're out there, Mariners fans, I apologize. Because we have found in Theo's hometown the new most clutch hitter in baseball. Yes, sir. And his name is Jordi Alvarez. And if you recall, in game one... Of the ALDS against the Mariners. It was with two men on. 
And the Astros down 7-5 after trailing 7-3. Justin Verlander getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. This is how the game ended with Alvarez at the plate. Alvarez launches deep right field. And this one is gone. And the Astros walk him off in game one. You're not Alvarez. Are you kidding me? That Brian Anderson on TBS. Well, guess what? Jordi Alvarez did it again. Not in as dramatic fashion, but a two-run homer, sixth inning, go-ahead long ball last night against the Mariners. The difference is the Astros sink Seattle again. Here's what it sounded like. And that one's hit well deep in the left field, and Alvarez has done it again. He has put the Astros in front. A two-run home run makes it 3-2 to Houston. I mean, that deserves a curtain call, right? <laughs> I mean, gotta be. Yeah. Wow. Curtain calls abound for Jordi Alvarez. Dusty Baker, Astros manager, calls him Grande, mm. which is an awesome Awesome nickname, uh, but Jordi Alvarez, he is the subject of the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week because that man is raking in the biggest moments. Yeah. And they're bombs, too. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I don't follow baseball as closely, but I'm obviously an Astros fan because of the H. So uh, my group chats was lighting up both times when Jordan Alvarez sent us to the promised land. That's what's up 2-0 right now. Two games away from uh from being able to push forward, and everybody in baseball hates the Astros, so I love them yep. more. I think I would argue that once the Alvarez walk-off happened in game one, that was it for the series. Yeah. <laughs> like that's uh That feels like a done deal. Because it was two comeback wins, too. Yeah. If it was a best of seven, I'd say maybe there's a chance, but not a best of five. Oh, yeah. It's best of five, so yeah. just one more. Yeah. So that's it. So oh, all see you later. the Astros have to do is go to Seattle and win tomorrow, and that's it. Let's do it, man. I, I cannot wait for another Astros tour to the uh, World Series where everybody wants us to lose, and we win. That's my favorite. It's funny, man. I, I, I root for all winners right now. Did you know we learned this yesterday, um, and you are an Astros, well, kind of an Astros fan, and you'll certainly claim it oh my if guys. they win. Yeah. But Jeanette, Jeanette Javier, who you hear Wednesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays here on Ken LeVick Alive, if the Astros win the World Series, she gets a championship ring. Yeah. Because she works for them, was yeah. the she is the the in game host for them at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches during spring training. She gets a ring, so you grew up in the H, but mm. she's the one getting the ring. How does that make you feel? To be honest with you, um, I'm just happy for her because again, I have nothing but gratitude towards her because she got them started this spring. Like, That's true. This is all her. Maybe if it wasn't for the inspiration she gave them as the in game host in the spring, they wouldn't have gotten off to the start that they did, and then you know are now pushing through. Jordan Alvarez remembers Jeanette mm-hmm. Javier's uh, words echoing through the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. That is a, that's a big man of you. That's what he thought to about. To give before. credit where credit is due. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. I, I don't, I'm not going to beat up on Jeanette any more than my Chiefs beat up on her bucks. Nope. Like, we're friends now. And what was the bet? She's going to pay off that bet next week. What is the, uh, the bet again that she is going to have to uh, perform? She's going to have to wrap a verse from Hot in Here by, uh, <laughs> by Nelly. And the reason why uh, was because I was going to say after the Chiefs beat up on the Bucks, uh-huh. obviously things will be heating up. Tom Brady on the hot seat. Yeah. 
And then also, of course, Nelly from St. Louis, Missouri, uh-huh. and technically Arrowhead Stadium is in Missouri. So there it goes. Perfect. All That's right, my good. tie-in. It, it was uh, roundabout, but I do like the bet, We've and been- <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing her do that. Uh, so I stumbled upon something on social media, and when I saw it this morning, I said, Theo's going to love this. Because you and I have talked about multiple times LeBron the BSer. Oh, man. LeBron, who doesn't have to answer to anybody. Who could simply just, if he's asked about something he doesn't know, say, I don't know. <laughs> like me, I'm a classic BSer. I will try because I want to be involved in things. I want to act like I uh, have a commonality with people. I'll BS my way through things. It's one of my character traits. It's despicable, but it's me. But me being me is one thing. Ken Levicka being Ken Levicka is one thing. LeBron James being like Ken Levicka is another thing. And we've talked about a lot in the bubble. When LeBron James was asked about what he's been doing and what he's been reading and how he's been inspiring himself, there was a Malcolm X biography that had just come out. And LeBron was asked about it, and don't forget, the summer of 2020, very volatile. Um, And so, obviously, there is a big emphasis on uh, black players in the NBA. Like, how were you pushing your way through this? How are you learning more and more about the culture as we see this movement in the United States and really around the world? And Malcolm X, that biography was out. LeBron James showed up to media availability with it and then tried to answer a question about it, and it was clear (laughs) that he had not read a single word of the biography, and this is what it sounded like. Alex Haley, I don't know how far you are into the book, but what's your biggest takeaway so far? Um, I kind of just started a couple of days ago, um, but um, I've read a lot of a lot of notes over the years. Uh, it's my first time actually reading it from start to finish, but um, just a very um, very smart man, very 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 smart man, <laughs> very very smart man. He's a smart man. Very, very smart man. And that was his takeaway. Taylor Rooks is messed up for asking him that because we all have known, even before she asked that question, that LeBron, when he comes out and does these photo shoots with books, mm-hmm. not to say he's not an intelligent dude, no. but he don't be reading them books. He's not reading. He's always on like the first or second page, <laughs> and it's just as obvious. Right. It's just as so she set him up, but that was hilarious. He could have just said, hey, I haven't gotten far enough into it yet to give you a good answer. But make no mistake, it's not just books that he hasn't read. <laughs> It's movies as well, because I found a compilation of LeBron James just outright lying about things for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> courtesy of the Twitter account at Violent, and we appreciate their contribution to our show today, because if you recall, back in the 2015 NBA Finals, Chris Broussard wrote a story about how LeBron oh. with the Cavaliers struggling, and LeBron needing to collect himself. He wasn't concerned, though, because what calmed him down? Watching The Godfather. The Godfather. At home. (laughs) So LeBron was asked about it the very next day. Asked about the quote that stood out to him most from The Godfather. And LeBron, this was his response, because he clearly hadn't watched the movie. It is a question uh, not related to the game, but since uh, it has been a lot of publicity yesterday and today about Godfather Part 2, which is the, the scene or, or the moment or the phrase or the quote you like more from the movie? 
Oh, from The Godfather. Uh, um, it's, so many different phrases uh, and too many different lines in that movie to just uh, categorize one. Categorize. Um, but which is the one which represents you more? I mean, each movie is nine hours long. I mean, what do you want me to do? Pick one. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. I don't know. I'll let you pick one. I'll roll with it. It's, it's a great trilogy. I mean, that's just glorious. That was great, man. Whenever anybody says, oh, there's too many <laughs> to pick just one, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a movie, it doesn't matter if it's a song, it yeah. doesn't matter if it's an album, they're lying to you. Yeah. Okay? And I know because I've been there. Oh, yeah. And it's a terrible feeling. But this is LeBron. He doesn't have to put himself in these spots, but it's clear he told Chris Broussard, just watching The Godfather, <laughs> being ruthless. So Chris Broussard took it and ran with it, so they ask him a question, and LeBron's like, oh, God, I don't know anything about the Godfather. Man. That is hilarious, and it's so cringy. It's so it's embarrassingly funny, but it's like it's it almost feels like at a certain point, is LeBron in on this? I know. I know. Is he in on this? Because it's always hilarious, and you can tell by the look in his face almost as his eyes uh-huh. kind of get a little wider. He's like, oh, i got to come up with something now. i got to improvise. If you thought that was good... Then there's the time LeBron went on the BBC after he bought a share, bought into a share of Liverpool Football Club. And former English soccer legend Eric Crouch was part of the interview mm. with LeBron James. And LeBron was introduced to Eric Crouch and then tried to make all of England believe that he knew who Eric Crouch oh, was no. or anything he had done in his career. Here's LeBron, new Liverpool owner on BBC. And, and how uh, amazing it is, um, you know, and I actually made a trip over, uh, you know, to Liverpool as well and, and, and see all the sites and, and the arena and, and everything. Um, so it was pretty, pretty unique. Yeah, Crouch, he is actually a Liverpool legend. He used to play there. Liverpool. I don't know if you knew that. No, I knew that. I didn't get an opportunity to see him play when he was with the club, but I definitely knew, I, I definitely knew that. The current Captain uh, Jordan Henderson just scored his first goal for England the other day. It was uh, amazing to see you fan of his. No, absolutely. And I saw and I, I saw a clip of that, too. Um, I didn't get an opportunity to actually see the game live, but um, I saw that he was able to score one in the, in the, in the match the other day. And I thought that was uh, it's pretty unique, the fact that he would do that and then also be with <laughs> Liverpool Football Club. It's it was pretty, pretty unique. Oh, LeBron. A guy paid to score goals. It was pretty unique when Jordan Henderson did it. And by the way, I'm about to admit a mistake. Eric Crouch, former Nebraska quarterback, Peter Crouch is who he was talking to, former uh, English soccer legend. Yeah. That said, LeBron would have been like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I remember when Eric Crouch played for Liverpool. Absolutely, man. So many great moments. Le- I, can't, I can't pick just one. LeBron is hilarious. Also, whenever somebody says, I didn't get an opportunity to watch it live, but I saw a clip. Yeah, yeah. That's a lie. Um, well... <laughs> We're not done yet. Oh, we could we could do We're this. We're not done yet. How much more time? We could do this for the rest of the show. Every so, show. I told you, uh, Christian. This I told you, Theo stuff. would absolutely love this. <laughs> this is my favorite. Then stuff. there's the time on the barber shop, his uh, his show on Showtime, mm. where he had a guest who was talking about the most impactful thing a coach had ever said to him, and you will not believe how LeBron. BS's his way through this. It's short but sweet. This is LeBron, the barbershop on Showtime.
Yeah, I, I had one coach, um, and he used to say, "Put yourself in situations where you're not in, you're not comfortable." Oh Play yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my favorite saying. That's my favorite saying. That's not even a saying. That's my favorite saying. That's not even a saying. That's it. Like he butchered the saying, and it's not a <laughs> saying. And oh, that's my favorite quote. That's yeah, my. Oh, that's I, I feel you. Let's hear it one more time because man, LeBron <laughs> just jumped in feet first on this. Yeah, I, I had one coach, um, and he used to say, "Put yourself in situations where you're not in, you're not comfortable." Oh Play yeah, that's my favorite saying. <laughs> that's my favorite saying. Yep. He was still stumbling through the quote, and it was already uh-huh. LeBron's favorite oh, saying. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, bro. Yeah. That's my favorite saying. <laughs> Theo, we're not done. Oh, man. Then there's the time on ESPN where LeBron was asked about the 82-point game that oh. Kobe Bryant dropped on the Toronto Raptors. This is my favorite. Not only, not only did LeBron predict to his boys yeah. that Kobe <laughs> was going to score 70, once he scored 70... LeBron predicted to his boys that 80 was on the way. <laughs> Might as well. Here's LeBron <laughs> on ESPN. I watched the whole game. I seen the whole game. I was at home watching the game. And, you know, I said he was going to, before the game even started, when I uh, seen, uh-huh. uh, I said he was probably going to score 70. Oh, yeah. What? I don't, yeah. I don't know what made me say that. And yeah. My friends was with me, and they uh-huh. was like, okay. So when he got to, like, 70, I, I was like, well, he might as well go for 80. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm a fan of the game. And to see yep. that performance yep. was unbelievable. Yep. Hey, I'm just a fan of the game. That's never not going to be funny. <laughs> That's never not going to be funny for him to say on camera, <sighs> I told my boys before this game, he's he at least 70. He's going to get 70. <laughs> I mean, Kobe's going to get 70 tonight against the Raptors in this random regular season <laughs> game that we just so happen to be huddling up to watch. I watched the whole game. I, I watched, watched the, the whole, whole Lakers-Raptors game, <laughs> regular season. This is when the Lakers weren't even that good. Uh, it couldn't have been a, an easy Raptors game to get to. And the Raptors are bottom of the league. The Raptors yeah. suck. The, Ra- the Lakers are not even that That's good. That's the Jalen Rose Raptors. <laughs> yes, yes. There's so. no way he went out of his way in Akron, Ohio to be watching that game. I didn't think they had NBA League pass no, back then. No, so. I was watching the whole game. I, I told my boys yeah. he was going to score 70, at and, least. And... and <laughs> I told my boys he was going to score 70. Once he hit 70, like I predicted, I said, you know what? Might as well go for 80. He might as well go for 80 because why not? Why not get 10 more? Oh, God, that is good. That's his, I think that might be his best of all time. So, Theo. It's the most outrageous. In conclusion, I just wanted to do something for you because you work hard. Yes. You're a valuable part of the team, and I knew that this would send you into the weekend feeling right. I love these. I love these. I can't wait for more. I don't want LeBron to retire anytime soon. <laughs> we need to Actually, when he does retire, we just need a live stream of LeBron on IG Live, Facebook Live, uh, whatever, at all times, I, making stuff up. You know, next week we need to start compiling questions we could ask him where he's going to give a nonsense response. Yes. yes. Because I'm sure we could goad him into something. Oh, yeah. And then we'll start tweeting them at him and see if he responds. Because that's the only way we're going to get access to him. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Ah, boy. LeBron, I agree with Theo. Don't retire. That was your LeBron BS compilation. (laughs) He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. That fancy music means it's time to talk polo. 
fast, exciting. You don't want to miss it. It's the FIP World Polo Championship, October 29th, the opening day. Go cheer on the USA team during the opening ceremony. Play it on the iconic U.S. Polo ASSN Stadium Field at the USPA National Polo Center in Wellington. The largest international polo tournament showcasing the most inspiring talent in the sport. The center of the polo universe right here in Palm Beach County in Wellington starting October 29th. The international contest of the United States for only the second time in the competition's history. It's the FIP World Polo Championship. Don't miss your chance to experience world-class polo. For more information on the tournament, visit uspolo.org slash FIP-World-Championship. The FIP World Polo Championship, beginning October 29th, the opening ceremony at the USPA National Polo Center in Wellington. Theo, you are busy this weekend with Bud Light. That's right, man. It's going to be a ruckus one at Rafiki Tiki. Let me tell you about it. The right play in your playbook this football season is the Bud Light football face-off. Use your skills to compete for your chance to win a Bud Light Ultimate Tailgate Package, including a cooler, beer, Bluetooth speaker, Bud Light Tailgate Power System, and much, much more. Join me Sunday, October 16th. That's this Sunday at Rafiki Tiki in Riviera Beach. We're going to be there from 2 to 4 for your chance to win. You must be 21 or older to Qualify and play, and for official rules, visit ESPNWestPalmContest.com. This is brought to you by Southern Eagle, who reminds you to drink responsibly and bring your arm, because we're going to be slinging some footballs out there. Let's go, slinging some footballs. Hey, reminder, Underdog Fantasy, get in on your basketball games. Your basketball draft's coming up. The season starts next week. It's already here. Underdog Fantasy, UnderdogFantasy.com, the free Underdog Fantasy app. Promo code WESTPALM, don't forget that. Promo code WESTPALM. Palm, one word, get that deposit doubled up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee, tomorrow, showdown. Who do you take, Theo? I, I got to go with Tennessee right now just because of the fact that we don't know what's up with Bryce Young. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of concerning. I feel like Tennessee's kind of a thing. Yeah. I feel like Tennessee's Stone kind of been a right. thing. By the way, homecoming, FAU, tomorrow, FAU Rice, the altercation. See you out there, 866-FAU-WALLS, fautickets.com. Theo, have a great weekend, buddy. Hoo-hoo. Thanks, Christian. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.